Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley. We've got a great guest today, Michelle Post. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi, so, everybody. <laughs> it's great to have her on today, and because she is an expert on grief, loss, change, and trauma. And uh, she was at the National Children's Alliance this year, and we met her there. And she give, gives workshops on uh, the stress of grief and coping, and we're going to be talking about that today. Well, Michelle, it's wonderful to have you on. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm honored. Now, I know you talk about transition and transparency, vulnerability, and your coaching that you do, uh, a psychotherapy. And you also mentioned the F word, which is fun. Oh, yes. Fun. I know that's fun. a strange topic to bring up for people who are grieving, but I think it's an important coping skill <laughs> whenever <Yeah>. possible. <laughs> you know, laughing you know, there are the laughing workshops and things, but it brings yeah. up air, brings in yeah. air and yes. uh, makes all yes. great things happen in the brain, right? Yes. I actually, in some of my stress management or stress coping workshops, I do some laughing yoga demonstrations and I get people to realize that even forcing yourself to laugh when there's nothing really fun going on in your life or nothing really funny to laugh about gives you a core workout. It increases your blood flow, it increases your endorphins, and it just gives you a necessary reprieve in the middle of the muck of all the grief and loss and the rest of your day. You know, one thing that people don't realize or don't think about is they say, you know, you've had a loss, they're grieving right now. You don't grieve 24-7. Mm -mm, you can't. It would be exhausting. You yeah. have to have a reprieve. Yeah. And, and we, our bodies, we know how to grieve. Yeah. Sometimes we act like uh, you have to have a professional thing. You have to learn how to grieve. You have to, it was like when my, when Heidi was pregnant, she didn't like going to the preparation classes, the homage classes and all that. And she said, well, mm -hmm. mom, do I have to go? And I said, where do you think they learned it from? Right. They learned it from watching healthy, normal people go through a process. Yes, exactly. And, and if we weren't so busy suppressing our real emotions and if we could be more vulnerable and transparent with how we're feeling and feel safe that our world doesn't tell us to stop grieving, stop crying, get better. Aren't you over that already? I think we would see a lot more healthy modeling of grief and loss around us. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't need grief counselors. We wouldn't necessarily need therapy. Um, our community would support us. Mm -hmm. And, and, and to fix okay. us. And, and one of the things that we know is most important in grief and loss uh, is peer support. Just about anything that can be healthy and good for you, if over, if you overindulge in, in just about anything, it can also be unhealthy. Like I, I knew a woman that loved to juice carrots all the time, and eventually she juiced so much carrots, she started to turn a little orange, right? She needed balance. So I would say, as, as strange as that is as an analogy, sometimes we hear people, they, they may not know how to do it. And sometimes they're not given permission to, to take a break or they feel guilty because they're not crying all the time and their loved one is still not alive. So giving people permission to have balance in their life that 
if they are able to do some work or some social things, great. If they're not, that's okay too. So how do we bring the balance back in? And sometimes that's permission. And sometimes it's challenging yourself to, to try. So you put something nice, something kind, something compassionate on your schedule. And if you're in the middle of a grief burst and you just don't want to go, you cancel it. But that doesn't mean you can't well, I like it. I, I, I love the um, permission thing. I, I call it like a hall pass at school. Exactly. You, know, you got mm -hmm. a hall pass. You got mm -hmm. grief. I mean, mm -hmm. take advantage of it while you've got it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need to leave, yeah. leave. Mm -hmm. If you need to say no, say no. And on the opposite spectrum, sometimes I feel like I have to write a prescription. I'm not a psychiatrist or a medical physician, but I feel like I have to write a prescription okay to grieve. So make an appointment with your grief at least once a week, maybe for 30 minutes or 60 minutes if they're on the opposite end of the room where they're being told, are you over this already? Stop crying. You need to move on. All that colloquial saying stuff that people who mean well say, but it's not helpful at all. So it's, it's the balance. Like it's okay to have some time for you and some stress management and some self-care. It's also okay if you're on the opposite end to make time to grieve. Mm -hmm. um, set aside that time and not repress, 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 avoid, avoid, avoid. Mm -hmm. yeah. What about uh, some things that you can do? Well, one of the, there's so much good research about gratitude and it's hard to think about gratitude in the middle of intense early grief, but even the act of searching for three to five things a day that you're grateful for tends to have a biochemical improvement in your brain. So starting with a gratitude journal where every day you list three to five things that you're grateful for about the day. Maybe the weather was okay today. Maybe the mail showed up on time. Maybe you were able to eat today and you've lost your appetite before. Maybe you had a friend call and say they were thinking of you. Uh, maybe you read read a quote that meant something to you, but can you start with three to five things that you're grateful for every day and end your day with that because sleep disturbance is so common in grief and loss that when you end your day with what you're grateful for, it tends to help your sleep and your dreaming improve. Mm -hmm. So that is uh, like, for instance, Oprah Winfrey, they say, has a gratitude journal she's been working on for close to 30 years, once a day mm -hmm. for 30 years. And I believe it was UC Santa Cruz where they're doing the research about gratitude and the effect on the brain and the effect on mood and the effect on healing. So that's one thing. Uh -huh. And it's kind of simple. Um, I try to tell people, get out of your own way. If you don't have a special journal, write notes on your phone, send yourself a text message of gratitude, send yourself an email of gratitude. Don't make the excuse of, oh, I don't have, I'm grateful right now, but I don't have my journal with me. Right. You know, get out of your own way as best as you can. So I have multiple journals all over the place, including, oh, I just happen to have a little sample one that a friend gave me. So this is like tiny little journal. You can also do it on your phone. Most of us have a phone that emails and texts and has a note feature. So you can, I've journaled many times on my phone when I've had a grief spurt and I'm in an inconvenient place. Oh, I like that word you just said, a grief spurt. Yeah, a grief spurt. Suddenly it just yeah. overcomes you. It could be you know. days, years, or months. But yeah. what about if, if it's more than a spurt or I'm, I'm having a spurt mm -hmm. at the same time every time I pass the road where my daughter was killed? So if you are having a spurt every time you pass a certain place, you can think about giving yourself a break and taking a different route. 
I wouldn't say avoid all the time because avoidance is not good for healing um, or recovery. I don't know that there's really a good word for grief. <laughs> we say healing and recovery, whatever, but no. feeling better temporarily. So you could take a different route one day. You could agree to bookend your time so that you leave extra early so that when that spurt comes and you're not rushing yourself to your next appointment, that you can stop and write in your journal or cry or listen to music or look at your daughter's photos give yourself permission to have that grief spurt before you get out of the car. So you're not repress, repress, repressing and running on to the next thing. Just keeping busy doesn't work. Your body doesn't care how much time has passed. It's, it needs to process its emotions. Uh -huh. So give yourself permission to have extra time when you get to your destination, pull over at the side. It's not uncommon for me to pull over at the side of the road when I have really intense emotions and write. That's why I and have the journal. Cars are great places to scream. Great places to scream, great places to cry, great places to listen to sad music, happy music. They can be a good space as long as, long as you're, you're not doing well, distracted driving. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so and then I would say look at what your self-care plan is. If you're if, if you're just finding no relief, um, is it time for therapy? If you've tried that and it hasn't worked, maybe it's time for a different therapist. Oh, if, I like it. Let's stop on that for a minute. Yeah. Interview your therapist. Yes, yes. But don't tell them you're interviewing them because that typically scares therapists. <laughs> but you can just say, I just want to get to know you a little bit. Like, what's your background or where can I read about you? Some therapists have a website and they, they don't necessarily want to spend more than 15 minutes on an intake um, uh, phone call, but you know maybe they have articles that they've read that they'll send you or tell me how you work with grief and loss. If they are avoidance of that, then it's not going to be the right fit for you if they can't, mm -hmm. if they can't hear the words grief and loss. So tell us about yes. uh, what you're doing. I run destination retreats in different locations that I've found particularly healing for me in, in my life like Sedona, Hawaii, eventually mm -hmm. I'd like to go a little international. Mm -hmm. um, I even do a little local one in Los Angeles where we go on an, a half day hike just at the Kennethon Park and we talk about grief and loss and getting outside and the, the power of movement. Does the butterfly mean to you? What, what message is that is that to you about your care right now? So I do small little retreats, destination retreats, kind of work retreats for people. So when there's a group of people that are working in grief and loss and do um, uh, you know, need some staff re rejuvenation. So how do we stay caring of ourselves so that we can care for the people that we, we care for? Right. And, then, and a lot of people in the grief and loss field have lost somebody. So they've got yes, dual, they, dual things. There's the work and, and then how to integrate their own information. Mm -hmm. We'll tell people how they can get in touch with you and you do uh, online. Yes. So just like we're using uh, Zoom to record this call, I will do some coaching, some grief coaching with people across state lines using Zoom or phone. So they can reach me either through my website, which is postinternationalinc.com um, or postfamilycounseling.com. So those are my two websites that I move things through. Or they can email me, michelle at postinternationalinc.com or find me online. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe.
I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.